Welcome back to the Gavel and the Gavel. It's me, Harry, at our Windsor Auction House, and I am joined uh, by my energetic pal, Simon. Where are you, mate? I'm in Lime Bay, the beautiful Lime Bay in Devon, and we are delighted, although slightly scared, I would suggest, <laughs> to invite onto the podcast the legends that are... Go on, Harry, you've been stalking this pair, so you should introduce them, you lunatic. I have been stuck in this pair. If you watch the bidding room, it's AD. But if you follow them on social media, you will know his partner in crime, Tara Franklin, the real boss of the duo. And here they come. Welcome back to the gavel and the gabble. And Simon and I are overjoyed to be joined by some bloke off the bidding room called AD. But we're really over the moon that Tara's here. Yay! Yay! Hi, Tara! Hi, Tara! Get out of it. <laughs> it's all about me. <laughs> so, Tara, how did you get started in this game? <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, and... <laughs> oh, it pops off. Oh, it's gone. Oh no, AD, come back. We love you. AD, AD. we love you too. No, come back, AD. AD. Come back. We oh, love you too. Oh no, we've had our first full blown tantrum on the pod. <laughs> AD, you're a star. Here he is. <laughs> now, for those of you, just so everybody knows, that Tara and AD are very sweetly, uh, I now can't stop saying it that way round just to annoy AD. Um, <laughs> uh, very sweetly, they're recording their part of this outside. They've just had their lunch and they're very chilled out. Um, but genuinely, and I know I was teasing, um, I've been stalking these two for a little while on social media to get them on uh, the pod um, because uh, I find their working dynamic fascinating. And I fibber, <laughs> tell the truth as we're going off air. You sent me £4.50 in the post. <laughs> oh, dear. Also, you know, he does a bit of telly and people want to talk about him. And people like you, don't they, AD? I mean, genuinely speaking, I am taking the mickey. But you are you are a popular character on The Bidding Room. Um, and your love of teddy bears is becoming a national obsession. My love of teddy bears is, and it, and it is absolutely true. Um, I adore it. Tara bought me a new one two days ago. And I get excited about them now as if I did, you know, because uh, you know the story why I'm so mad into teddies. Tell, tell us. I um so I bought um a, a teddy bear called Tesco because he came from Tesco's, and then somebody gave me a teddy that was called Spencer because he came from Marks and Spencer's. That's how we that's how we name our auction rooms. There's one in Windsor. It's called Windsor. There's one in Lime Bay. It's called Lime Bay. <laughs> well, I I thought that my mum and dad bless them had got rid of my teddies from when I was a kid. Um, and then about six or seven years ago, um, they turned up to Christmas and they, they, I unwrapped the presents and it was my two teddies from when I was a child. I thought they'd gone. And I tell you what, from that moment on, my heart just lit back up and I've just now got quite a few. I love them. Love them dearly. But people send them to you, don't they? Yeah. Um, it's very, very sweet. Joking apart, I've got a lot of, a lot of um, elderly ladies contact me and men that have got teddy bears that they've had from you. Um, and they don't, their families don't want them. So I've got teddy bears willed to me. Um, and it's so, so sweet. And the, the, the love for that is amazing for me because they really do. I worry what will happen to mine. Um, so when somebody rings me and said, look, you know, I've got these teddies. We don't want them to be thrown away. 
will you adopt them? Well, of course I will, you know, and it happens a lot. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's sweet. Then I flog them. Then... <laughs> ever the dealer, ever the dealer. <laughs> By the way, I'd like to qualify. I know that that isn't true. <laughs> yeah. AD, for, for the pod, you know, not for Harry, because I know you've got a restraining order on him at the moment. <laughs> so... The restraining order aside, but for the people that listen to our pod, um, we know you from the bidding room. We know you from the telly. But tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us a bit about what it is you do day to day. You and Tara together, the south of France. Give us a bit of background. How did you get started and what is it you do these days, Aidy? So, I mean, now a lot of it, um, believe it or not, the the day to day running the business, um is a lot down to tara because i broke my back two and a half years ago um so it's been a really really tough time um so we've stopped having to do all the bigger stuff because obviously tara has to haul it around um so you know we are french decorative we buy in france we buy down the south of france we've got houses in france so that's our life um but i mean i was initially when i first started out i started out as a mechanic um hated it went into sales then I had a transport company, got rid of that. I then had a sign business. And it's down in the press that I used to renovate signs. Absolutely rubbish. I didn't. I used to be a sign maker. So we had we had a graphic sign business. Um, so, yeah. And then it sort of, um, it got into, I went to Newark one day uh, to an antique fair. Somebody invited me and I got the drug and I just got absolutely, you know, within sort of three months of going as, as a spectator. I went with a with a lorry load of stuff, and it frightened the living daylights out of me. Um, but loved the buzz of it, and have been hooked ever since. Fantastic! And what is it about? So, do you do your buying down in France and bring it back to the UK, or how, how does that part of the operation work? Yeah. So, so for more years than I can you know remember, I've bought in France and, and obviously sold back here. I've never taken any of the France and sold it. I always do it, you know, buy in France, come here, um, which is how it will stay. And, of course, it's it's a lot more difficult now because obviously we've got all the paperwork and all this, that and the other going on. But it, it will never change. You know, we can all moan about it, but it's it's happened. So but, but also, we've, we've got to do it, you know. If, if we buy things that aren't French, however beautiful they are, uh, if it's not something we would normally do, then it doesn't work, does it? No, People no. have a thing they expect from us, and that works brilliantly. So. You and your fabrics, Tara. That's what ah, it is. Ah, the fabrics. That's what keeps the business dry. Don't get up, AD. It's all right, relax. It's still all about you. I've clamped my bottom <laughs> to the chair. <laughs> what is it, AD, Tara? What is it about the the French style, uh, the the French fashion, or, you know, what is it you think translates so well? Because it does, clearly, because you do very, very well, and you do find some fantastic, eclectic, and wonderful things. What is it about that French style that you think translates so well over here? I think they just have this amazing sense of design, the colours, they're just spectacular especially as you get that sort of faded elegance coming through and I think I don't know there's a lightness to when you um, add a piece of painted furniture or beautiful textile it lifts the room he's being so rude this is what I I'm trying to give you a serious answer do you know what I thought that was I was very into and Aisy should be ashamed of yourself (laughs) sorry Sorry, sorry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to try now. Oh, no, do, no, Tara. No, we no. want to talk to you. Oh, don't, Marty. <laughs> no, I just think, um, and also, I think we all have a bit of a romantic idea about French antiques. It's, it's just, there's just a magic. I think. What French men? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> 
I think one of the things that is going to surprise uh, the podcast public is how somebody so shy and retiring, AD, managed to get on television. Tell us about your television career, AD. Come on. Oh, God, can I? Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> well, it's like this, you see. <laughs> I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Before, before I was 50, I don't think I would have done it. And then I got to 50 and you realise that you don't really care. What yeah, people think. Yeah, 100% yeah. there. We're in that club. <laughs> join join that gang. And it's it's funny. So over the years, you know, I've had a camera thrown under me and I've always loved it. And people have always said, Michael, you ought to go on television. And I've always wanted to and never had the, um, well, one, the chance. And two, I was never really confident enough, if it's right. Um, so then when I did my first, um, um, first my first um, 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 thing, with the for the bidding room, pilot. They're, they're not the pilot. The chemistry. We did. A, you oh, do a chem. Day. You do a chemistry day to see whether everybody else liked you. Um, try and convince everybody to like you on one chemistry day is really difficult, you know. So you, you, it's really cool. You go on a chemistry day and you meet all the people that they think are, they want for the show, but then you've all got to get on, obviously, you know, or pretend to. <laughs> um, and from the day I heard that I'd got through, um, oh, just just fantastic and the from the very first moment the cameras turned up um i just knew i loved it and it's the way i want to go forward and you know i want to do more and i am doing more uh it's no it's, I, I just i just adore it absolutely adore it i hate people recognizing me though i get a bit embarrassed really yeah right <laughs> harry ha- harry's desperate to get on telly so how, do, <laughs> how on. did you get hang how, on. Uh, uh, hang one on. at a time one at a time please harry okay one at a time. Harry is desperate to get on telly, AD. So how did you get that first break? Have you seen that program where the screen goes up? So basically you see the bottom part, then the middle part, <laughs> then the full part. So basically that's the, one of the best shows to go on yeah, to. Yeah, AD, AD, I am not going to, I'm not going to ruin this by saying that you and I have not got the figure for the show that you are referring to. The problem is with me, when it got to the middle part, there was no reveal. <laughs> Could you lift your tummy up slightly? Yeah, you know? exactly. That's what I was kind of. That's what I was alluding to. <laughs> but Aidy, at least at least Tara picked you, right? She did. Yeah. <laughs> so, in answer to your question, um, uh, Simon, that is not how we're going to get on the television. And we both know that we've done several pilots. They've turned me down every time, <laughs> and they like you because you have a face for the telly. No. Yeah. No. As we've already established. I did an entire pilot down at Lime Bay Auctions where they followed me around with a camera, did an entire pilot, and I lost out to... Angus. No, No, it was that company. It was that company. It was that company, company, but he uh, you lost out to... uh... Benefit Street. (laughs) No way. Apparently, somebody buying a 48 case of cider for the week with their benefits money was a damn sight more entertaining than me. Wow. Well, do you know, I I don't believe that somehow. No. It's true. I really it's well done, Eddie. True. Well done. You you've you've worked you've worked out that we both need our our um, egos massaging. So <laughs> right. So you um, you did this chemistry session. Now I have a question to ask. On this chemistry session, are there people who were on that who are not on the show who didn't yeah. have the chemistry? Yeah. There's also people on there that weren't picked on the day and yet were picked later. Oh, interesting. It's Because I think people will be interested to know how it works. So nobody ever believes that JB is my son <laughs> or whether JB was one that wasn't picked to start with. <laughs> but if I told you he was, I wouldn't be lying. And I'm glad he's on because we love him dearly. Oh, right. <laughs> 
And come on, tell us, tell our, tell our dear listener, Ad. Come on, what's uh, what's your best story from the bidding room? Because it's a great show. I imagine there's all sorts of stories you could tell, but let's have a let's have a cracker from the bidding room. Well, I've I've got two stories. One of them's fantastic. So one of them we were filming up in um, in Halifax, and just at the back of the studio, um, there's a little sort of little type farm with a little bit of land, and it had this cockatoo, not cockatoo, cockerel. cockerel. And, and all day long, not cockerel, this cockerel was doing what it does, you know. And it was winding Nigel up to the to here. He was absolutely going mental because obviously we had to keep stopping for this cockatoo. Cockerel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's not a cockatoo. <laughs> not a cockatoo. That, that's Ukraine. The cockatoo's... So this cockerel kept cockerockling, whatever it does. All day long, cockatoo-looling. I went out to the loo and Nigel is coming down the stairs using language I never thought he was could. And he said, I'm going to go round there, Edie. I'm going to sort it out. <laughs> so lunchtime came. Nigel disappeared. We all came back to film. And Nigel's coming up the stairs saying, Edie, I, I went. I went to see those people. And this, this rather sort of lady answered. And um, I told her that, you know, we were filming. And this, this cockatoo, this cockle, cockerel, <laughs> this cockle, cockle. It's cockerel. He's cockereling. And he said at this point, her husband came from the rear and said, What do you want, Havis? Go on, boot it. Okay, so I left. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, okay, I'll, 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 I'll go. If I go, off I'm going. But the best one, because you obviously didn't laugh at that one. That was funny. <laughs> he laughed. The I'm best bored. one. Bored. We had this guy come on and he'd got a, um, you've heard the story probably, he'd got a, um, a little Spitfire made out of a cockpit of a, a Spitfire that fell out of the sky. A window. Out the cockpit window thing. And he came in and he was nearly in tears because when he got to the bidding room, he decided he didn't want to sell it. Well, I bid on it and, of course, I won it and I paid the man and he was really upset. And the last thing he said to me was, promise me you will look after that Spitfire. I said, absolutely, hand on heart. We work off an old RAF base, so it'll be fine. So he goes off. Nigel came in, pretending that he was a Lancaster bomber. You know, all this. You know, doing all the da, 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 da. <laughs> so I, I ran after him with my little with my little toy Spotfire that I promised to look after. My trousers went, my trousers came loose and went to fall down. So it was either my trousers or the Spitfire. I dropped both. The Spitfire hit the floor, shattered into a hundred feet. <laughs> So then, se several weeks later, I did um, a live with the guy, and I said to him, "I said I want to thank you for coming on the bidding room. It was amazing. I've got a, I've got a secret to tell you." So I, I admitted what I, what I'd done, and honestly, his face just dropped. But I've, I've sent it back to him. He's now did got it back. Give it to I donated him. it back to him. So well, all the bits, all in pieces. <laughs> no, I, I lost, I lost loads of bits. <laughs> not by now. It's just a spit. <laughs> Oh my life! Oh, oh my! Days. Come on! So, in your rich and varied life, you two, Ad, talk to me about your Ukrainian mission. Oh, I loved it. I, I don't know where to start. I um. So, well, there are some people who won't who, who aren't a stalker like me. Who you were obviously <laughs> in, you were obviously inspired by the terrible events there. And you just you, you not a lot of people went to the lengths that you. So tell people what you did. Well, the thing is, I was still in, um, I was still stuck in bed when the war broke out. And I contacted the embassy and said, look, if there's anything I can do. 
you know, as soon as I'm fit, I'm there, I'll do whatever. And I meant fight. I'd have gone fighting there. I don't, I didn't care. Um, but then we decided to run aid and people were running aid down to Germany and to Poland. Um, and I did that to start with and then realized it wasn't enough because all the stuff that was going into Poland and Germany was then taking a long time to filter down to, to Ukraine. So I started going down into Lviv, um, which was, I have to say, fantastic, scary, but very, you know, amazing. Um, and then it got worse. We started being approached by other people. Um, and I started working with um, some girls called the, um, the Sunflower Sisters. Um, and we started going down to Odessa and doing live TV stuff down there to make them realize that we were there helping. Um, and it was absolutely out of this world. So basically, we were running whatever aid we could down there. Um, we took military aid down there. We took drones down there. We took everything you could think of um, to the fact that one of the trips we did, we weren't allowed to go through Poland. We had to go through the back doors. Um, and we brought back people in the van. We bought another bus. We brought people back in the bus um, that had got sponsors. We took a cockatoo to... This is where uh, the cockatoo This is where the cockatoo in. comes in. We, picked, we went in, right into the depths of Lviv and picked up a grandmother, the granddaughter, another boy, uh, a dog, and a cockatoo. And Zoo the Cockatoo. And Zoo the Cockatoo. And Zoo the Cockatoo is a famous cockatoo from Ukraine that rides a skateboard, apparently. And I had to take them all to um, to Prague, because that's where their can sponsors I, were. Can I say only us? Only <laughs> us. I, I, just think, it, I think it's amazing, but only you two would end up rescuing people and a famous skateboarding cockatoo. Because that does... <laughs> That fits the two of you, doesn't it? I, I mean that with, with respect. I lost the cat. Oh, we did lose the cat. I bought I bought somebody's and they'd got this this amazing cat and it had a, a box that had sort of um, clear sides. And when we got back to Dover, I couldn't get on the deck because I just stayed in the van. And I'm lying on the bed in the van realising the cat basket was empty. Um, so, and it'd been, it had been opened. So then I got hold of the people that the, were sponsoring the trip and they rang the people on deck and said, oh, Aidy's lost your cat. So they weren't allowed back down on deck. Um, so then we were looking for this blinking cat on the, on the boat. And um, the thing had got out of its cage and it, it tucked in under my, under my um, handbrake on the van. Um, so luckily we did get it back. Oh, thank God for that. I thought that was going to be a very dark story for a minute there. <laughs> No, it, it, it works out it. okay. Oh, thank God for that. So you did that for a while. And, I mean, I, I did check before um, before we started recording so people don't think that I'm being awful about this. You had been properly, I mean, in Stuck prior to this because you'd hurt your back so badly. And, obviously, Tara was running the business and you were properly bedridden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, I spent a total of nearly nine months in hospital um, you know, between Tunbridge Wells and Kings of London um, and Hawkers. some Hawkehurst Cottage Hospital where they just so wanted to get rid of me. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise I was near, this, near that near to this nurse's station, you, you know. You can't discuss that. So, um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Everybody farts, can I tell you that now? <laughs> I went to a nurse's station erupting in laughter regularly. But I, yeah, I was, I was, I started walking again last so we filmed our new series, our new program, last the end of last year. And when we started filming, I was still on crutches. Are we going to Are we going to tell our one listener the name of your new program? Yeah, I mean, it, there was a press release, and now it's it's there was a press release. I'm sure it's fine. 
Um, you know, they can only sack you once. Yeah, it's called the Vintage French Farmhouse. Um, and I can't tell you a lot about it, but it involves the dealers on the bidding room. Um, only a few of us at a time. And it is immense. It's stunning. Very com competitive. There's a bit of, there's a guy on there that cheats. Cheats? All the time to win. Oh, is that uh, oh hello. I see. Oh, honestly. If you don't watch the video clip, which David is now already making, Tara is pointing at a certain <laughs> lady at that point. <laughs> Not that competitive or anything. You, you, know? Know, you, know, you know, when you're told to stick to the brief, I did panto twice and I got sacked from oh, that. No. <laughs> I can't learn the words. So I just made them up. And when they said, you know, stage right, you've got somebody that will, you know, tell you the words. I told the whole of the audience that I didn't. <laughs> just, Come on, Janice, come and introduce yourself. <laughs> anyway, any panto jobs going, I'm the man. <laughs> so, and when is that coming out? Do we know yet? We think September. Right. So ho hopefully September. And is this based down in France then, Aidy? Yeah, it's right. It's based right down nearly in Montpellier. Near Orange. Um, near Orange, and um, honestly, it is uh, it's it's like nothing else antique before. It's fantastic, it really is, is. It's visually so beautiful down there, and then the antiques, oh, they're just spectacular. It is, and and it's that escapism, isn't it? That's what I was trying to say. Hold up, so hold up, hold up, Tara, are you on screen on this one? No. What's going <laughs> on, Andy? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're helping, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I was, I was sort of a bit of a runner in the market. <laughs> now, not that she bought anything for me. I, I don't believe that for a minute. Oh, okay, that is a big fat what's it. <laughs> now, I think, I think we've got to drill down on this, Aidy and Tara, because Harry and I, with our two auction houses, we have to have two auction houses because our egos are too big for one. So we yeah. have an auction house each. Harry has our auction house in Windsor. I have our auction house in Lyme. Um, so this that we have our own therapy session. It is. It is turning into therapy session, which I'm going to turn back on yourself in a minute. Uh, but... but our egos might be big, but we are also very much aware that we work for our wives. So Harry's wife in Windsor, my wife Susie down here in Lime Bay, we very clearly work for them. So tell me, Tara, how does this little <laughs> dynamic work? <laughs> um, as most people who will come to our events probably will sort of attest, you're here, Tara, Tara, Tara. <laughs> Where's the sausages? Where's this? How much is this? Where's this? What have you done with this? <laughs> you know, without Tara, um, it would run so smooth. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> I had it. I had it written on my hand. Oh. Hang on without Tara, things would be very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Tara, however, may have a different take on this, Simon. Perhaps. <laughs> I, I just think when um, Andy was so poorly, um, I, I took the chance to buy lots of textiles and uh, change the business. So. <laughs> and is that and, and Tara? Are you the driving force behind doing more fairs, or was that always how you guys operated? Um, <laughs> we well, no, we both used to independently. I hate them. the fairs. He he doesn't. It doesn't show at all in the photographs, Andy. You hide it really, really well. He's very. <laughs> Hiding when he's when he doesn't want to be somewhere as well as I think you can probably imagine. Um, yeah. so, but I love. I, I think when COVID happened and we were all locked down, I missed seeing all the dealers and and part of the fun of the trade is the traders. It's amazing and the interaction because you end up really good friends with them and 
I don't know. It's a massive social thing as well as business. So uh, yeah, I like being out in the market. I think it's it's brilliant fun. It's exhausting, but but lovely. And also, you get people who follow us on Instagram come up and say, "Oh, we've seen you doing this. And we've seen you. You know, it's really nice to meet you." So no, it's lovely. It's really nice contact with people. And and you set you set your stall up, so to speak. We, I mean, Simon and I keep our eye in by going to fairs. Not that we're buying, but. Because obviously we're trying to work out what people sell, how much things sell for, for when we're doing the auctions. Yeah. But you you make yours, it looks so lovely. Oh, thank you. I always think that when, by the time you're set up, you must be shattered. The notion oh. of actually selling anything must oh. be like exhausting. It takes him so long to do the flowers. I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I have to say, um, Tara's um, skill of making something, anything, whether it's the house, the stall, amazing. Even with toot, it's quite shocking. <gasps> toot? Quality well, stock? Well, quality stock. <laughs> there has been times when we've had we a bit had of toot. a bit of quality stock. <laughs> and what is it, AD, you love so much about the fairs? I love driving home because we normally go to a shop or, or go for a Chinese or an Indian. <laughs> I just love it so much. Yeah, that moment of driving out the gate thinking that we've done it and taken no money for the kebab at the end. I love it. And is it is it the is it the social interaction you love so much, or is it the bartering, or you know, don't, just see if we can hone this down into what specifically it is you love so much about the fairs. Yes, it's the <laughs> attraction that I love. Oh, the attraction. Stop going on about the women. No. Um, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I do love it. I do love it. I do love meeting the people. Can, can, I love it because you don't see them for months and months and months. Then you forget the people that you decided you don't like and then you remember the people that you do like. It's all good fun. Can I say, I don't want to talk over him, but he loves the banter. He absolutely loves it. Don't let him pretend that or come across that he Tara, doesn't. I, I wonder whether there's not. he's not very much in charge of sales. He's more in charge of sort of PR and chit chat whereas you're you're trying to actually earn the money to pay for the space he's he's very good front of house yes <laughs> sorry if somebody in their 70s wants to come and talk to me because they really love me on the telly you know it's an ego thing and it's you know it's an ego for them it's an ego for me you know it's it's quite nice that seems to be the the sort of age group that i hit you know the <laughs> 70s which i love I mean, your catnip for the over seventies, right, Aidy? That's that's what it is. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I just love it. Yeah. Oh, and and when you do when you do uh, your many and varied uh, TV appearances uh, as a superstar, what's your rider? <laughs> My rider. What's that mm. mean? What does that mean? You know, oh, hang do... on, Aidy, have you not got a rider? You what? must have a rider. You must so have a rider. In, well, you know, like Beyonce, before she goes on stage, I'm finding the parallels, you know, obvious. Uh, she yeah. insists on, in her dressing room, there needs to be um, a specific type of champagne. Uh, there needs to be 10,000 roses. As long as there's ice cold water and it has to be ice cold, yeah. then I'm your man. Now I'm happy. That's all they have to do. Just give me iced water and buckets of it. So not our two gin and tonics and a packet of M&Ms then, Simon? No, no, no. <laughs> Iced no. cold water. I'm hang really on, easy. On. I need to clarify. Is it the peanut M&Ms or the blue packet? Oh, oh peanut M&Ms. Peanut, peanut M&Ms. M &Ms. Actually, oh. 
Tara, to be fair, we only eat jelly babies, the pair of us. And we're, f and we're famous for it because people bring them to our auctions and feed us on the rostrum. They throw them at us, to be they fair. They throw bad jelly babies at us. Throw them at you. Mine's wine Literally, gum. packets of them. It, it's the only sweet we found that we can actually eat on the rostrum, get the sugar in on, say, a six-hour rostrum trip, eat and still talk. And, yeah. and do the thing. So, so yeah, Jelly Babies. I do feel that if we were going to get sponsored, that we'd rather louse this up and we should have been talking about Range Rovers or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, to eat a Jelly Baby in a new Range Rover Vogue would be the way to go. That's the way to do it, isn't it? That's yeah. why he's. That's why he's earning the big bucks. That's why on the he's earning the big bucks. <laughs> that's why he's got exactly. the big bucks. <laughs> right for for our for for our listener, Ad Tara. Come on, we're one of the things that our listener does like is um, a bit of background on what's the best thing you've bought recently, or you can think of over the last few years. The best buy, worst buy that you've bought. Um, be it down, particularly if it's down in France, for example, because that's a nice different patch for us. So, best things and worst things you've bought. Right for me. Um, for me was the trip down to Barjac three, four weeks ago. And right at the end of the third day, we went onto a stall, um, and a lovely old couple on there and they had got a really beautiful early church clock, um, that had got bullet holes in from the wall, you know, cause obviously they had snipers up in the bell towers. Um, uh, and this is the most flimsy copper covered in enamel, absolutely out of this out of this world i mean it's missing the main frame of it but we've got all the numbers and the the clock hands but it's just the fact when you see the damage from the bullets and the history will i don't think we're going to sell it um for me i mean it's not the most exciting but it, it just had a beautiful story um and i just i just love it love it dearly i think um what we like quite often it's not even the item it's how we've bought it so, I mean, one of our favourite things, we put on the road between uh, Le Mans and Chartres, and um, we, we found this beautiful 18th century um, sort of papier-mâché figure of Samuse that they'd have had in a house. Um, the lady used to be on the Frank and, you know, scattering corn to give a blessing to. And it was so expensive, wasn't it? And we loved yeah. it. Yeah, and yeah, we yeah. hit them really hard, as you do. And and then at the end, we ended up, we bought her and we had such an amazing time buying her. And we sat and had drinks afterwards. And and so we'll never sell her because we absolutely loved it. Yeah. It's it's, and, it's all down to the people we buy it from. Like, if we buy something from someone we don't particularly like, it, we can easily sell I mean, it. We went to another Brocant shop in France. I can't remember where it was. And I found the most amazing um, painted screen with chinoiserie. And, I mean, just something. He stole my phone. Well, that's what I was going to say. And, and I just adored it. And this really early painting. So we were doing this deal. And AD put his iPhone down on the table. And the next minute, he said, he's taken my phone. And I went, oh, don't be ridiculous. We're in the man's shop. He's not going to steal your phone. And we're spending money with him. And he's going, no, ring it, ring it. So he's phoning his phone from mine. And I'm chasing this man through his shop. <laughs> you know, just char Tara was chasing yeah, him. chasing him. <laughs> he, was, he was a big bloke. And then in broken French, I'm going, that's me calling my husband's phone. Um, do you want to give it back? And then he sort of went, oh, oh, it's a mistake. Well, you know, we sold the stuff. As amazing as it was, because the man had nicked it in our phone in the middle of the deal, I didn't want to keep it. <laughs> 
And I had to leave him there. And I'm going, just don't hit him, darling. Just I'm going to the bank. Just don't hit the man. Just just stop. <laughs> the problem the problem is though, we love everything we buy as we don't buy it. And it's it's a real wrench to let stuff go oh. sometimes. You know. We bought the most amazing painting in Barjac this trip that customers bought. And yes, Sarah, she bought it. Yes, and, and it, oh, it's so beautiful. We hate Sarah. We <laughs> hate Sarah. <laughs> it's got this amazing story. So not only is it beautifully painted, but at the back of the boy's back, you, you can see what looks like a roulette wheel. And it's actually a massive advertising tin of biscuits. And the children, they'd put it down, they'd spin the roulette wheel. And then if they won, they got given a biscuit. And it, it's just the whole... That's my kind of tin. I'm going to say, what, what I'd want for a roulette wheel right now. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm all in with that. <laughs> oh, it is. It's beautiful. So it's like, oh, that was a wrench. Worst buy. And, and do you sell... Sorry, just quickly. You know when you're doing your posts and you you often post, this is what we're doing today and, you know, this is what... Do people then message you and say how much you want for that that yeah. you've loaded on the van? Is that how you sell a lot of your stuff? That's where we do most of our sales um online we put stuff up and and people just you know um, it, it is amazing though because you'll put up a picture of the thing you're trying to sell and they'll go what's that little bit of red over in the back corner to the far and you're like how <laughs> really? that? it's normally a pair of my pants or something oh. on, the, on the clothesline you know oh. <laughs> well that's what happens to mega stars isn't it <laughs> <laughs> on ebay i tell you you want to try buy a pair the number is zero seven four no stop <laughs> <laughs> oh guys listen um i think simon is there anything else that we've got to um to I, ask on our list of things because i, can't I ask, genuinely i, I can't could a- do nine or ten hours of this. exactly i can't <laughs> ask anymore because my ribs are hurting and i think i need to go i think i need to go for a little lie down basically oh, that's that's <laughs> so Adi, tell antara tell me the name of this remind our one listener of the name of the show that's coming out possibly in September. So the show that will be coming out in September that's filmed is called The Vintage French Farmhouse and it will be on BBC One. Don't know what time, but as soon as we do, we will let you know. And it's a buster of a programme. And Tara, <laughs> where can they buy all the fantastic things that you choose um, and you curate <laughs> on what's your what's the name of your Instagram account? My, mine is Tara Frank. <laughs> I don't know how you cope. I don't know how you cope. Do you know what? If we, if I show this video to uh, to our wives, we're going to be golden for about six months. <laughs> you need to invite me into your houses for just one hour. Oh yeah. And then I'll go, and then they will just love you a long time yeah. forever. <laughs> I've got I've got one final question because you're sat outside in what looks like a rather idyllic garden setting. I'm assuming you may have had lunch out there. Was there wine with lunch? No. No, this is our this is you're our joking. This, no, it's no this is this isn't our garden. This is our business. We've got a we work ah. old, an old um REF base where they used to um bring the um Spitfires in if they'd been damaged. So this as you look over to the right the Spitfires would have come in from France, damaged, and they just crash landed them here. So um, we haven't got any Spitfires, but um, no, sad. And, and the sadly. one that he did own, he broke. So he broke. <laughs> I've just bought a Spitfire. I've got to pick it up this week. And when they when they have their open days, they get the old sausages on the barbecue to entice the buyers in. All for free. Harry's there. 
<laughs> we can oh there's loads we can you can come and see us at king john's we're yeah we are we're doing it we're tara does a fair at king john's nursery which is the next one is 30th of june 1st of july whoops so king john's nursery 30th uh, of june 1st of july yeah and that's etchingham and that's lovely we've got i think about 30 dealers sorry harry because i've always said it's less than that uh coming so <laughs> so yes no that will be lovely really and, and cool. textiles there so. ad and tara thank you so much for joining us on the podcast it's been an absolute scream really really enjoyed it thank you for taking time out we know how busy you guys are and i tell you what i have enjoyed myself immensely so thank you so much and all power to you both we thank have you. to thank you both thank you for great. having us it's been brilliant thank you cheers mate that was exactly what i thought it was going to be that was a roller coaster absolute chaos Absolute chaos, a roller coaster. Um, what our dear listener can't see is that, as we said, they were uh, recording in the garden and all we could see was black clouds mustering behind them. I thought at any minute we, we were going to have our first guest struck by lightning on a live podcast. I mean, for goodness sake. We can attest no alcohol was involved in that recording. Apparently. Or had been <laughs> a lot of tea and a lot, a lot of iced water. A lot of ice a water lot going of ice down water there. went onto that. A lot of ice water. But they are oh. what, what a lovely couple. Oh, my, my sides God. are hurting. I genuinely are. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was a fantastic intermission to my day. Oh, we've got to get those guys on again. That was absolutely brilliant. I, I mean, do you know what? I mean, listen to the episode. I mean, you know, I've got no idea what happened. I, yeah. Me neither, and I'm not sure. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh God, what what a couple of legends! Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Thoroughly enjoyed that. I hope you, our listener, enjoyed it too. What have we got to do so we don't get into trouble with producer David? If you like that episode, which you definitely—I mean, I can't imagine anybody not enjoying that uh, as escapism for forty minutes. Uh, please like, review, spread the word, tell people about us, um, and subscribe to the pod. We've got more coming up. They just keep coming. Interviews. They're not all like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a day! What oh, a job, mate. Right, I'll see you soon. See you soon, buddy. <laughs>